Welcome to Broke as Shit with Dave Mahogany, a comedy podcast for anyone who considers themselves to be broke as shit and will never fully recover from it. Now here's your host, Dave Mahogany. Hey guys, welcome to Broke as Shit. I'm your host, Dave Mahogany, and for a person who's been broke most of their life or been around people who I think they would proclaim themselves as being broke, this is a podcast for me and for them. In my mind, growing up, being broke was was almost like a state of mind. It was something that you never really got out of until you overcame something internally. And a lot of that, I think, is learned from childhood. Uh, Case in point, you'd hear your parents talk about a car that they've always wanted but could never get. It was never the right time. Or discussions of money all the time. And I think as you grow up, it gets more difficult to understand what money is, its function, you know, outside of the basics of knowing like, okay, it's an exchange for goods and services or any of that kind of bullshit. But when it comes down to it, being broke, I think of it more as just a state of mind. And a lot of people, I think, never get out of that. And you're just doomed to repeat the patterns of your past and pretty much of your family. So brokenness, you can see it in many ways too. Even people who do have money tend to be broke. And I don't mean it in they run on credit, but in many ways, that's what it is. It's as soon as you get it, you got to spend it. And it's bad patterns that are developed throughout your life. So how does this pertain to me? Well, I've been broke as shit most of my life. And it pretty much started since I was a child. Every time you'd get something, an allowance or even something very basic, you know, mowing the lawn or whatever the hell it is you want to do, you get that money. And as soon as you see something, you try to spend it on some candy or some frivolous thing that's never really going to last. And I'm not saying you have to be investing since you're a kid, because then you're just kind of an idiot. But, or maybe that's my, my downfall at this point. So I always wanted to start a podcast and I figured I might as well talk about what I know. And what I know most of all in life is really just kind of being broke, always trying new things, never making any money at it. And this is probably, of course, going to be my next money pit. Uh, I've done the YouTube route. I've done the websites, the blog, whole thing. And it's been interesting. I mean, my intention is not necessarily to make anything from this kind of stuff, but it's always interesting to just see if you can do it and see how it turns out, you know. But something that I knew always growing up and around... A lot of my friends is, you know, you always see something, you see the new Corvette, you see something that you always wanted and it's like, that's great, but you never think about, all right, how am I actually going to afford it? Or even when you buy the thing, the, the being able to afford it goes way beyond just the price tag of most things. Because it's like, once you spend all your money on this one cool, shiny piece of shit, next thing you know, you now can't make you know, the electric bill, you can't make rent or something. And it's like, it's, it's just constant chasing of money. (coughs) Sorry. So as a kid, I guess I grew up around, you know, hearing the folks talk about, you know, they wanted this particular car or you wanted to go say out to eat, but you know, money was always too tight. It was never the right time. It was never anything. And then you think about it and I don't know how tight the money actually really was because I think a lot of it was just always assuming you're in this mindset that you never had anything. But 
if you worked your entire life, didn't you amount something? Couldn't you have just bought, you know, you wanted a Mercedes. Couldn't you have purchased that? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. It's a weird thing. And I don't know. You, you just, as you get older, you start to see things change and you start to see things like economic policy and you start to see how money is really managed and really what this whole system actually is. I mean, it's, it's entirely made up. So you people start to, at an earlier age, they get really obsessed with something like a credit score. And yeah, they may not teach you these types of things in school, but I mean, I always hear this argument that people, they're, they're never taught how to balance their checkbook, but they spend a lot of time learning algebra or geometry. And it's like, if you, if you can understand the concept of al algebra and geometry, then I'm like, Jesus Christ, you should be smart enough to understand how to balance a checkbook because that is just adding and subtracting. You're not actually doing any real arithmetic, like hardcore algebra. So I don't understand that argument with it, but it's never really about that. Being broke is not about the, the understanding of the math of the situation. Because you understand if you make more and you spend less, you're probably going to be better. But it's really like a state of mind in that you always want the new thing. Somehow there's just this building inside you that really wants to go and buy something stupid that you don't really need. And it never ends there. And, you know, you always talk yourself out of it. It's like a, an alcoholic, after you spend a long night of drinking, you wake up the next day and you're like, I'm never going to do this again. But then somehow you get that itch that comes right back in. And next thing you know, <laughs> you're buying another, you know, set of wireless headphones at this point, or you're buying the next iPhone or the next whatever the hell it is. I mean, it's like just some shit that gets thrown out anywhere, gets forgotten about, and something that doesn't really provide you any form of wealth. And this isn't supposed to be like a satire or a social commentary on, or entirely, I guess, that these corporations and these companies are like, they're, they're perpetuating a cycle that's built into all of us that it's better to buy these things or to be on some kind of like loaner program with your stupid phone or to be on a subscription model for your life. But in a sense, it, uh, the subscription model really builds into the idea of being broke with your life. So when you're broke as shit and you're struggling a lot of times, I mean, I had to eat just basic rice. Uh, I lived with a roommate or whatever, but had no money, couldn't buy any food or anything. And I'm sure he could have helped me out, but you know, you're just eating rice and ketchup. I mean, as basic, you know, you, you're an adult person eating rice and ketchup like trash, but all the while you still spent money on, you bought like a drill press or you bought whatever. And it's like, you bought all this other shit. And it's like, was that really important? And you basically get locked into this other mindset where everything in your life becomes basically a subscription and you don't ever own anything. So you don't really own any form of wealth and you never learned how to use money. You can add and subtract it, but you can't understand it. And I think most of my life has spent living like that. And it's, I don't know, maybe this will change from this or <laughs> again, this will just be a documentation of me spending all of my shit on frivolous things. But it's a weird thing to think about because as is it, is it more so like, you know, the chicken or the egg kind of thing? Did the society produce this subscription model to perpetuate a broke mentality or was that kind of built up 
to encourage this broke mentality that exists in, I think, most people. I always, you know, you see the people on Instagram, they're always taking trips. They're always doing this kind of like new money bullshit where they're going someplace or they are, you know, <laughs> it's like taking a picture next to a Ferrari or something. It's like, you didn't, you didn't actually get this. Or you can rent like a Range Rover and it's like, yeah, it's my rental car, but you know, it's pretty, I'm balling out of control. It's like, everybody wants to be this, this fake lifestyle. And I think all that's doing is strengthening the broke mentality of, of a nation, of a people, of a world. And I think it's really at a detriment because where does that shit come from? I mean, does it come from your childhood where it's always like, well, we can't go out to eat for this. We can't have these good things. We want to travel, but we really can't because we can't afford it. I mean, it, how expensive were those things then? Now I would say it's arguably, I mean, not even arguably. I mean, this is like factually more expensive now than it was 20 years ago. So if you're having these troubles then, now you're dealing with all of this inflation, but now people are traveling even more. So like, what is it? Now it's like everybody's living just new money rich, but they have none of it. And I think the people that do, they don't actually spend it on any of this shit. I mean, most of these things, you know, we, it's like the breaking away of, instead of buying something like cable, you know, do you want it to save money? Cause there was a time it was, it was upwards of $150 monthly to buy this thing. But now, okay, now you can get by with internet and a streaming service. Well, now there's 15 different streaming services, all of which range between 5 and $15. But now if you bought all of those and you want the premium ones, those are going to be like 15 And then you can also have the internet. And you're going to have to have fast enough internet. It ends up being more expensive. Again, though, you don't own anything. You own none of this shit. And then you have a streaming services for music. You have... I mean, there used to be times where you walk around, you'd have your CDs or whatever, and that's where your money would go. You could see the physical embodiment of your money. Now it's just a just a just flying out of your account every month, and you've really got nothing to show for it. I mean, I, I use Adobe software, and it's it's insane. You can't even buy the fucking product, but I still need it, and I still like the benefits of it. So my broke ass will go in buy this thing, you get the creative cloud, you get whatever. I'm not here to advertise their shit, but <coughs> excuse me. I mean, it's getting over this whole COVID thing. It's always fun. Um, you know, it's just lingering cough for like a month. I guess that's just what you put up with now. But when it comes to this idea of just being broke, I mean, like, what do you, <laughs> you're never going to get out of this just hole that you're digging constantly deeper into the ground because it's not really designed for that. If it was a one-time thing that you bought, you used to buy a software, you had it, you owned it, there it was. Might have a copy of Excel that I bought in 2015. But it's useless because now I have to have the subscription. And all it's doing is this is just playing into this mentality of you have it, it's new, it's fresh, it's whenever you need it. They give you this constant upgrade. You have loaner phones like you're leasing your phone like it's a car. I mean, this is absurd. So I can't imagine that a future generation is going to do much better than I or people before me did because being broke just doesn't make any sense. There's no way to make anything to get out of this situation to 
change your mentality. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a weird thing to me. So that's why I decided, you know, let me start a podcast. Let me bullshit about this for an hour at a time or whatever. And I don't know. It's just something that always, I always think about. It's something that you see everywhere around you. I mean, I used to work at a fancy mall uh, when I lived in Atlanta. And most of the people that you would see, they'd come in with the flashiest of shit. You know, the brand new kicks. They'd come in with a nice jacket or something. You know, $200 shirt. All of this stuff. And you'd see the tag was still on the fucking thing. I mean, it's like this person's coming up to you trying to impress either a girl or trying to impress you. And you're like, I'm working a retail job in a mall. What do you, who are you impressing? You're buying the shit from me. But I can't tell you how many of those people got declined when they wanted to sign up for a new product. You had to sit on the phone for three hours to get you know Verizon to say, hey, go ahead. They can buy this device, but there's an $800 deposit. And well, they didn't have the cash to back it up. So you see this right in front of you, but then you'd see people coming in like a white t-shirt, something very nondescript, you know, just typical jeans. I mean, like they looked like they were better off or whatever, but, and then you see them bring out an Amex black card and they start to talk about how they're doing international real estate. They're doing all this other stuff. They own this thing. They own a practice. They own a whatever. It was like on a helicopter, basically. I mean, like those are the people that really had the money and it's like, it was a different mentality. They didn't fawn over the product that was there they they just came in they got what it is they wanted only one time did i see this one shithead and his family he came in and his, his kids were just absolute assholes they came in always like i want this i want that i want this he just threw down the, you know the black card next thing you know he's like oh i develop stuff in china it's like oh great just building a bunch of high rises and things i mean he bought over 10 grand worth of stuff and you know all i can see him doing though is even though he clearly has money and his kids are growing up around it, they are being raised with this type of just broke mentality that's like it's almost handed down genetically. And maybe it's not a genetic thing. I, I don't subscribe to the idea of, you know, this type of thing that's, you know, it's this like floating bias or something that's in like societies and shit like that. I, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think this is just just human nature, but it's like, you know, <laughs> there's, there's too many times where you'd have to like take all the change in your car because you couldn't afford gas, go to a coin star, lose eight cents on the dollar for every dollar you make from, you know, this is the shit from your car. You end up getting like 50, 60 bucks from your car somehow. And then that was gas for you for, you know, a decent amount of time. But it's like, how do you get to that point? How do you keep doing that? And how does it like, where did the other money go? And then a lot of people, they spend money on food when they go out. So when I worked at this retail store, I noticed that all the time. It's like a lot of the people that come in, I mean, it's always like the flashiest shit. And I noticed it's like some of these people, they'd buy the stuff, they'd wear it to impress somebody. Next thing you know, this idiot's walking across to J crew, returning the shit he had on. So this is, is like something that spans every ethnicity, every class of people, there's like, there's a broke mentality all over the place. But usually when you get into the higher, like, I guess, <laughs> echelons of people, this, this brokenness, this mentality, whatever, something that it, you kind of lose it. And if you can beat it down long enough, you can actually take like real strides and you can really change your life. But then there is so much of a system that's just built up to encourage this kind of behavior.
And I mean, it's like, it's like even the term that you hear like through social media of like influencer, like influence what? What the fuck are you selling me? You know, you, you're basically selling me hand creams and shit. I mean, like you're selling an idea and it's like, okay, what what is this thing? I'm like, I always liked like Apple commercials because it was cool because they don't ever show like necessarily the product, but they're showing you the idea of the product. They're showing you what you can have behind the scenes and the emotions that you get from it. But realistically, the deeper message to it is this thing costs $1,200. Get this. You'll be happy. You'll have a great life like this guy who's jumping off the side of a building or he's doing all this other shit. But he's not really, you're not really going to do that. I mean, what are you going to do? Take pictures of your food, your cat, you know, FaceTime your friend in the middle of a mall and piss off everyone around you. But it's weird to me that people are so concerned with the simplest thing that we don't even do anymore. Again, like balancing the checkbook. But yet they'll spend hours looking at fucking ads of things they don't need which are catered to their needs because they don't even know they don't need it, but they, they kind of do. And they see everybody living some best life that doesn't exist. Meanwhile, they have nothing to their names. They own nothing. And you're glorified gutter trash because all you're doing is just getting some fancy shit to put on top. And it just ends up becoming a facade. So I always thought about that. I thought, which I always thought it was weird. And I mean, I fall prey to that too. You know, like you sit there, you see somebody else that you know, and they're like, well, I just did this. I bought this, this brand new thing here. And there's a lot of stuff. And you're like, okay, what's the one thing that they're not doing? Well, then you find out like, okay, maybe they don't go out to eat as much. But then there's other people that do. They go out, they get drinks, do all of this stuff. And it's like, it's just a constant perpetuation of this broke sense. And... I don't know where we go <laughs> as a people with that. I mean, I don't even know where I go with that. I mean, I think the first time, <laughs> like the first time I, I ever got a credit card was during my undergrad and stupid me. Like I, I got it because I thought it was like, Oh, there's some extra money you could use on the side. I'm like, this is, this is the worst mentality you could possibly have. It's like, yeah, let me get this extra stuff. Let me get this thing so I can just buy some other shit and then I'll worry about it later. But the thing is, you never pay that, and you pay the minimum. You're like, oh, yeah, I only have to do this. That's great. Okay, yeah, you pay the minimum. But you're not actually ever attacking the principle. So next thing you know, it starts to increase and increase. And it's like, okay, you get all of this understanding, again, of math. They taught you this fucking shit in school. All right, great. But it never changes your behavior. It's not something that you can be taught necessarily from an institution. Something that you kind of have to figure out as you go. But the repercussions of this bad behavior... It lasts, I mean, short of declaring bankruptcy where your credit is just destroyed for seven years and then people treat you as like a pariah. It's like you got to deal with it much longer. And it's like, and that's the thing that's never really discussed. They always tell you the first thing you do when you graduate college, you know, to bring it back to that, you don't buy a car, you don't buy a bunch of expensive shit you don't really need, but you don't realize, you know, the 900 pound gorilla is a lot of it was sold to you in student loans. And then they don't even teach you about that exactly. You don't know. It's like, oh, well, yeah, they're very low interest, but not necessarily because they compound daily. And then it's like, wait, what? What other form of, of credit does this? And like none. None actually does. So you you get locked into this track and this entire mindset that you were raised with 
the idea of you're being broke, you're doing this, you got to sometimes, oh, I can't afford to do this, I can't go out with the friends, I can't do that. This this is something that everybody has to go through to an extent. But tacking on this great change and real burden in your life, once you finish this and you don't necessarily have a job and you have no semblance, and you better hope that when you finish school there wasn't some kind of recession or depression because that seems to come around every 10 fucking years. Well, when you happen to land right at that, then what do you do? Well, I don't know. You continue the broke mentality. You're like, well, okay, let's live more in the moment. Let's have fun. Let's do this or that. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, well, they gave me more on the credit card. And then the credit becomes cheaper. And it's it's like they somehow, like they knock on the door. Like It's it's like a drug dealer in a sense. They They know when you want it the most. And somehow they're like, hey, congratulations. We raised your credit limit. Like there's no reason for you to do it. I'm clearly not paying the shit off. And then next thing you know, they jack it up. And the first thing you do, oh, okay, well, I got got some more spending. I'll just I'll just buy one thing. I'm going to do that. You do that, you bought it, and now that's tacked on to the rest of the stuff. So you start to dig yourself this broke hole that was already kind of there. There's like this demon inside of you that's always wanted to be broke as shit. Now you're feeding it, and it loves it, and it just starts to take over like a cancer. And, I mean, you start doing ridiculously stupid things. You take crappy jobs you don't really need. You, <laughs> you'll borrow from Peter to pay Paul. You know, you'll, you'll do all of that kind of stuff. And the way to get out of that is to change your behavior just like everything else. But it's more difficult because everything around you is fighting you to be in that same mindset, doing that same shit. I mean, it's like you save containers from going out to eat. You save the uh, to-go container and you start using that shit as Tupperware. That is some broke shit. That is some broke mentality on that. It's like, it's not good. You can't, you shouldn't really reheat anything in those. So none of that stuff's good for you. But you somehow get into this mindset. And next thing you know, if you ever stood back and looked at it, like all of these extra containers that you have from ordering Chinese food or anything else, all of these containers, I mean, like that is your main state of of a dish. It's like you ever think to you, it's like, well, there's your money right in front of you. That's the thing you own. You own the container that all of that bullshit came in. It's the thing you don't actually own, but you own the stuff that the thing came in. And it's just, it's all around us. And I don't know. That's what got me thinking. I'm like, well, what's the one thing I know the most? And there you go. I don't know. I, I think it's um, it's a real issue that never really gets talked about. I mean, it gets talked about. They talk about the student loans. They talk about, like, every time there's a recession, they'll talk about, oh, there's so much credit card this or this type of thing. But you never, they never go deeper into what is causing this mentality, what is causing this, this just ridiculous consumption that, I mean, because really that's what that's what leads to most of this. This this broke mentality is either what you can buy and what you can't buy. I mean, the uh, the term that they use now is like FOMO, but it's like, you know, it's not necessarily that. It's find a way to wrap it up into our identity. And again, I'm not trying to make this necessarily a social commentary. Maybe at least a little, I make a little jokes with it too. But I also want to talk about in this podcast as I go forward talks about things that I dealt with, things that I do in my life that basically 
lead me to be broke as shit as I currently am and always have been. But then other things that are prevalent, such as um, economic issues, uh, talking about, say, recessions, when they're going to come up, how you deal with that. Um, and it's weird, too, because it's like it's this is the first time that I, I can think of where there's so much abundant knowledge of this. But yet you still fall prey to it. Like you see it in front of you and you're still falling for the shit. I'm like, you know, all of the magic tricks, you know, where the punchline is for the comedian, you know, all of the shit. And yet it still happens and it's still happening to you. And next thing you know, you're still just like, fuck, I got to call this person to see if I can borrow like 50 bucks off of them or uh, shit. Let me decide which credit card I want to pay off first or can I just pay the minimum so I can continue to use that card? And then all you're doing is just kind of hovering right at the max. And that's just a bad state to be in. And really it's like, what's causing this? Like, what is, you know, why, why, why do we spend our lives chasing this type of thing? What causes us to make foolish decisions like pyramid schemes or any kind of get rich quick? A lot of people now are getting into the market to try to sell, I mean, I don't even know if they know what the fuck they're selling. I mean, like a lot of people are like, I want to invest in stuff. It's like, yeah, but you're not really like 50 bucks isn't investing anything. But it's this idea of like, you want to be like new money rich. And that is just the brokest shit you could possibly do. You don't understand the thing, but you see other people doing it and they sold you some bullshit idea. And that's exactly what this is. It's like, well, what's the iPhone 13? I mean, yeah, it's one number higher than the 12. Well, what does it do for me? I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, it's got all these fancy features. There's this camera that nobody understands outside of photographers who, by the way, use their own fucking camera. So do you really need this other thing? And the one purpose of the stupid phone you don't actually use. Now people are FaceTiming, I guess, which that I don't why people need to stop that shit. I don't know what that is or what. I mean, I've just seen that, that everywhere. It's obnoxious and needs to go away. But this is how you get trapped into this continuous cycle. And I think we genuinely know it, but something in us is like, it needs to be filled. It needs to be satisfied rather than being content, content with the most important things around you. And this is like going to be cliche as shit, but you have the things that are most important around you. A lot of you have your health. Some of you don't, but it's like you have the really important things that nobody can sell to you. But somehow, to make up for the losses in that, this idea, this hollowness, which is being broke, somehow causes you to want to buy this extra crap that you don't need, to fill some void that those things can't possibly fill. It's a bottomless pit for some reason. It's it's one of those things that you throw as many iPhones and AirPods and not to always shit on Apple, but it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like you throw like Bose headphones, like you throw all that stuff into this hole, it'll never fill it up. But if you go out and you seek the things that really matter in life, then, then that seems to, you know, it takes very little. And um, I know I'm trying to sound like I'm something, I'm wise or something. I'm 33. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, I'm just another shithead just dealing with some stuff. Got a bunch of credit card debt and student loans. And, you know, who will never be able to afford a house. Although I did afford a house. You know, the funny thing is I did afford a house one time. And the only way I did is uh, somebody totaled my fucking car. So 
that worked out really well. And because I had to pay some medical bills because they broke a leg and some, you know, toes and fingers and all of that stuff, you know, you get an attorney and then you actually like use the attorney correctly. They cover the bills. They cover this other thing, other thing. They give you, you know, whatever cut they get at the end and was decent. So that pays off some stuff, but that never changes any of your mentality. It's like liposuction. You didn't change your behavior. You got a gastric sleeve. You didn't do anything to really benefit yourself. So yeah, the only time I actually bought a house, unfortunately I sold it just due to work, you know, circumstances, but I bought a house. I had to get hit by a fucking car. (laughs) So, I mean, that's how I make my money that, you know, like John Ralphio says in parks and rec, I made my money the old fashioned way. So yeah, you got hit by a car. Okay. Well, they didn't hit me directly. They hit my car. They totaled it. And I, you know, got lucky that, you know, I was okay. The other person's okay relatively speaking, and they give you, you know, whatever settlement and stuff like that. But then what do you do with it? It's like, okay, then I wanted to buy a better car. <laughs> so, you know, you spend more money. Now you got another fucking car payment when you could have just bought something cheaper. And, you know, whatever money's left over, you paid off some credit cards then. But then you started buying a bunch of frivolous crap. And, okay, you put a down payment on a house. Great. Did that. But that was in 2000... That happened in 2015 and then 2016 bought the house. But now, I mean, it's like, what do you got to do? I mean, it's almost better to not look both ways when you cross the street at this point. So, I mean, then that you could say is the broke as shit because it's like, okay, I could probably take like a foot getting run over or something. You start to evaluate which parts of your body could get hit by a moving vehicle. And you don't want like a bus because then you really get hurt or I mean, you're definitely going to die. I mean, I got I've got degrees in engineering and I mean, that bus will fuck you up. So you don't necessarily want to do something like that. But like maybe like a mail truck, I think would be pretty good. And, you know, Uncle Sam's got some pretty deep pockets. So aside from, I guess we had to save the the post office. I bought a book of stamps thinking you're going to save these people that have to like, you know, they're constitutionally there. But, you know, I'd say like a mail truck's pretty small, right? Like as soon as they're like done with their their route for the day, you got to watch out for those Amazon drivers, though, man. I, I've seen these people. They, they whip that shit through. I've seen them hop curbs. Like trying to make it. I mean, I I get it. You know, if not, they're gonna get whipped and they gotta pee in a barrel. But other than that, you know, if you want to like, those would be like the least acceptable things to get hit by as far as like delivery truck. UPS is also pretty big too. Uh, you know, Brown will really fuck you up. But I don't know. That was a neither here nor there. But you know what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, you want to talk about say the American dream? You got a house. You do all of this kind of stuff. You you try to get into some form of wealth. And, you know, from my background, I'm a little bit over all over the place, but I'll try to tie it together. Um, the way that I, it helped me out was the most American thing ever, uh, was a bailout and yes, hokey shit, but realistically, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it was. It it was, it was a bailout in the form of a car wreck and (laughs) that settlement paid off some stuff, got me a house, did all right. But then after that, what'd you do? You just run the credit cards up again. Still have the student loans. Those are somehow still being deferred. You know, thank you, Obama. But then what ends up happening? It's like, okay, then your employer's not really paying you enough to cover this other stuff. You don't have enough. You're not making enough to cover your nut, basically. And I mean, then you start looking for things. You're like, man, I, somebody's, I hope somebody turns in front of me. 
And like it gets to that point where you start like ah, you start to evaluate the risk. And I don't know. It's just it's it's a weird thing. And then there's for some reason every time you do something like that, every time you make a large purchase, I mean these these credit companies and banks they they wait around like vultures. And this is where they know it's happening. They see you make a move and they know you're broke as shit because they've been following you your whole fucking life. When I sign up, I, I started off with uh, First Union, then Wachovia, and now Wells Fargo. Fuck all of those companies, first of all. But they say on their stuff that you've been a member from this date. And you look back at it and it's like, I, I was three years old. How was I a member at that point? Well, of course, your parents set up the stuff or you had an account, whatever it is. I've left that bank before. I came back and it still says I was a member since that date. They got you, man. They got you for fucking life. So they don't want you to understand what it is with money, what it is with real wealth, what it is with any of this stuff. So, yeah, you're just going to constantly be broke. It's like, yeah, hey, you know, go have fun. Buy, buy some shirts, buy some shoes, look nice, do this kind of thing, do this other stuff. Yeah, that's right. Go find yourself a girl. They don't really care, but, you know, every so often, you know, but then the, the audacity they have, you know, when you're going to deposit a large check, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really earn this. I got, you know, it was a car wreck, but you deposit that. Like, we're going to really have to place a hold on this because uh, this isn't like you to be putting this kind of money into this place. I was like, what, what did I do? I mean, I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. But as soon as you buy a house, I mean, the one thing I noticed that is like it was they were offering auto loans. They were offering all kinds of stuff. They were jacking up the credit limits. It was like you just took on a large expense. Why? Why would you want to fuck somebody? Like directly. I mean, like I don't. <laughs> Everybody has this in them to be, you know, slightly broken in their life or to have to put up with this kind of stuff. But it's just it's it's funny to me when a banking institution just like they're waiting for you like the <laughs> waiting in the wing like, you know it's like coming over the the horizon it's like this is just like an impending army and they just sit there and they start to get you it's like what what kind of stuff you want to buy you know they started showing you like you know you could do this with your car you can take trips you can do a whole bunch of other things i know you just bought a house but have you thought about leaving it it would be pretty good you don't have to actually live there so why don't you go somewhere else go see this other city yeah go see paris you know it'd be fun and while you're there, stay at this other hotel that we have ties with. You can spend a lot of money. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It It's like they're setting it up because they know you want it. Because regardless of how well you're doing, you're always going to want something else. And the worst part about it, they're fucking right, man. Because, I mean, <laughs> as soon as I got that house, I'm like, man, I could turn the basement you know, I was doing the YouTube thing and I was like, oh man, I could turn my basement into a studio. I could do this, get some new cameras, get some new shit. I could do that. Like I had, I started like machining things on my own. So I'm like, oh, I can get it. Maybe look into making it like a better machine, a milling machine or something like that. It's like, God damn it. They knew me. They know me better than I know myself. You know, it's like, I, I should never weigh myself. I just call up the bank and ask and they'll let me know. But it's, um, I don't know. I do <laughs> so Long story short on that one. So I sold the house and I got to be honest, I don't know if I'm ever getting another one. You're going to have to, you know, save up so much money or I got to work for Zillow or somebody because they're just buying everything up. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Like there's no way to get out of that kind of stuff. So it's like as you get older, it's not as you get older, I guess. It's, it's more so as time has gone on, feeding this just 
bottomless pit, this brokenness that's deep down inside, it it starts to demand more and it starts to demand larger things. And I don't mean larger as far as physical, but I mean larger as far as dollar amount. And then you start to see other people doing other things and they're living this type of existence and they're doing this type of thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that works in the digital sense or what's really going on, but it's like next thing you know, you're buying a bunch of other things. You're like, or be nice to getting into like say creative stuff. And that's even worse because now you don't physically own any of it. So even if you do own the house, there's other things that you won't physically own. So then you're not going to own any of the services in that, in that house. And I don't know. There's just going to be, these people are smart as shit. So, I mean, there's always going to be something else that really just tries to prey on this type of thing. And I mean, it's like, you always do, you're always like, I would say you're always one step behind, but you know, you, you are so far behind that these people have mapped out the next 20 years of every single individual who has that gene in them that just really wants to be perpetually broke and never really make anything or, you know, or really hold on to anything as far as their, as their life goes. I mean, I'm not to sound negative or anything, but I don't know. It's just, it's like, God, man, there can't be enough car wrecks. I mean, you know, you really, God damn it. Like sometimes it'd be great. Just, I mean, I'm serious. You can just roll the foot, you know, I keep going back to that. Cause honestly, that was the best financial investment I ever made was getting hit by a car. So I just, I don't know, you know, that's, that's something Warren Buffett never tells you. Yeah. Put it in the markets, do all this thing, make smart decisions. Like, nah, fuck that man. Let 3000 pound piece of metal just roll into you. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It gets tricky all the while though. I mean, I, this is, I'm not a unique story in this regard. Like everybody has their own things that has happened to them in their life. I mean, but I think a lot of people fall prey to this type of stuff. I think a lot of people are struggling with it or it's just something that's just lingering in the background. It's, it's on the back burner of their life, but it's always there and they know it. And I mean, it, it just, it, you notice it about yourself because it's like you ever get buyer's remorse. I mean, like when you're buying like a fast food meal, you know, you get, you get buyer's remorse like you, and it's not because it's like, it's unhealthy for you, but like you start to like, you think about the money for buying like a Big Mac. You're like, I can't, what? They're like, ah, shit. And you start thinking about it. I like, oh, I can't believe I spent this much today on this thing. And it's like, you realize you're complaining about that, but you, it's like, it's not really that it's, it's, it's the fact that everything else, all the other decisions that you made, like even, and they're never good decisions. You never do it positively because, po- you know, being positive on this kind of thing, like paying the stuff off, doing all of that. There's nothing sexy about that. It's like, I, I used to work for the department of transportation in, uh, in Georgia. And the thing I noticed after working there for a while was that a lot of the people, whenever they wanted to green light projects, they, they never approved maintaining a project, but they would fast track building something new. And the thing that really stood out to me on that was that the thing that would cost you the least amount of money was just to maintain something to keep it going because there was never really anything wrong with it outside of it had to be fixed up. It had to be improved. And it was like, you could use this as like a metaphor in that 
it was better to buy the new shit because it was flashy. People cared about it more. The public respected the politician who approved it. The politician, a lot of times, would get bumped up in the polls because they brought in new infrastructure, never repairing the existing infrastructure, which would have been so much cheaper and saved the state more money. But it's like buying that new thing. And what is it about that? Because again, you know, outside of like the iPhone 4, the fourth version, that thing was fantastic. I mean, since then, really, what have we done? We keep jumping up to different generations of cell phone technology or whatever, or a cellular technology. But there's a lot of stuff. It's like, what, what, are you, what are you getting? It's like, it's just that new thing. Why do I got to go to this? I got to take a trip here. I got to do on that. I always got to do this. A lot of times, not so much, which I'm not going to knock trips necessarily because going to another country and learning about another people, learning their culture, their food, everything about them, that is... I think that's the only thing that will save this world is mass travel to where you could see this, and which is great during a pandemic because, you know, let's just be the giant super spreader event of, you know, a millennia. But that is the thing that I would think, just in my mind, that's been the most impactful outside of, you know, buying some kind of product or some other trash. But it's like it's like the new bridge, you know? You want to show it off for a while, but after you see as well, it's a brand new bridge. Oh, my God, look at this road they made. They widened it. You know, they put this here. This now goes here. It's a lot quicker. You know, after the third or fourth time you do it, you're just another shithead. It's just going to be like, man, this traffic blows. I don't really care. And then there's going to be a pothole. And they're never going to fix it. They just throw in some quick patch. And then it turns into everything else. So this this idea, though, is there's almost like a broke sense in everything. It's not just limited to your personal spending. It's not just personally how you grew up but it's like it's something that just permeates every aspect of this society of of every society and I don't know where that kind of comes from because I mean we it's I, I heard somebody once say that the only reason why we as humans create things is to take our minds off of death and that's the real push to have some type of legacy and I'm sure I'm butchering the hell out of it. I actually heard it on uh, Lex Friedman's podcast, and he was talking about it. And he's well read, of course. Um, so you know, this is you know, it's like it's like watching a documentary, as Bill Burr says. It's like, oh, you, you watch that, you start quoting some shit. People think you read. It's like, yeah, I just hear somebody else talk about this type of stuff who actually read a book about it. Um, and the weird thing about it is. When it comes to the new thing, we always think it'll be better. But that, by definition, or at least in my definition, that that's what you know being broke is. The always thing, it's always better to have the newest, the flashiest, the the smartest, the fastest, the quickest, like whatever it is. It you know. But I'm like, really, what is it adding to your life? I mean, if you step back from it and you see it and you're like, there's really nothing there for a lot of this stuff. I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy anything. You shouldn't have fun with your life. And, you know, no, by all means, go do that. But it's this incessant need to go follow these things. You're always following the newest. You're following the herd when you're surrounded by food. You know, it's like there's no reason to keep following this one thing. But... You see it in everything. And it, this isn't supposed to be political or any of that. It's not that type of show. 
This is me just bullshitting about things in my life, th- the way I see the world, which is, I uh, you know, strap yourself in. It's going to be a little bit rough. But, I mean, the way I see things, I mean, I, I see it as this is something that affects us. Wanting something new that ultimately is not worth it because it becomes more of a liability than any form of asset. And we perceive it to be an asset. You know, keep it on brand, being broke. Um, we, we perceive it as being that, but it's it's really not. So, I don't know. And the way that this podcast is going to go is going to be very similar. Uh, talking about things from my past. Um, talking about things that I experienced in life. And then also, what goes on. And I hope to God they get better as time goes on too, because... This first one, this was an interesting, I've never talked to a screen for this long without actually talking to anybody. And I'll try to get some people on too. Um, And it's always better to have more than one person, but it's always good to have just the one just crazy guy yelling in his apartment, you know, yelling at the ceiling or wherever the hell I'd choose to look. You know, um, it's, so the idea of being broke as shit is that it is something that, touches all humans it touches everybody it's in every institution it's in many decisions that are made throughout the day almost all of them come from the point of being broke when you are in that that state and and there's degrees to it you know as i said it's a bottomless pit so i mean if you're gonna fall some distance um and i don't know the weird thing about it is that (laughs) There's just no getting out of it. That's it. Good night. No, um, uh, I don't know. It's just it's weird. Everything around you. And you'll start to see it. You know, it's like when you drive a... So you say you drive a Volkswagen Beetle, like you're driving that thing around, and you start to notice it more. And as you go on, you'll start to notice these things about yourself. And hopefully, I don't know, maybe maybe people aren't as reflective as, as some people. I mean, I, yeah, I do it myself, but... When you look in... I mean, I've had a lot of boring jobs, so you get a lot of time to think. You know, I worked at a front desk once when I was at, at the end of high school and early college, and then I work as a cashier. I mean, like, how much thought is really involved in that, especially when you have everything computer-controlled. So, I mean, you got a lot of time to think, a lot of boring jobs. You think about this kind of stuff yourself, and you're like, okay. As you get older, you start to recognize what's actually happening. And I'm sure there's a crossover point where it's just too far, you know, too far gone. I know, I think by that point we'll just be renting everything and then nobody will own shit. So you're just kind of, you could easily be shut out or shut down for whatever reason. And then, you know, that's the, that's the conspiracy mind of me. But when it comes to changing this mentality, I mean, even the people that have their shit put, put together the most, like friends I have, man, maybe they got a house, maybe they got this other stuff, but they're still just chasing certain things that just doesn't make any sense. It's like, Going after a better looking woman when you have a perfectly good partner who loves you and you love them and you're just chasing something that, well, but what else could be out there? I mean, it's not just financial, but I mean, financial stuff's funny because I think it's just fucking chaos out there. I mean, I'm sure there's like 10 people that really understand everything, that control everything, but after that, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know. You just throw it against the wall, see what sticks. Let's all get, let's do it. It's all Bitcoin today. It's like, okay, whatever you want to do, 
But to me, it's just uh, somebody who's smarter than you selling you some kind of snake oil. I mean, it becomes... Well, we'll I'll have an episode dedicated to uh, the fancy name MLMs, which is bullshit because you know they're pyramid schemes. They just found a way to call them something nicer. You know, it's like calling a concentration camp an internment camp. It's like, yeah, they were spending their time there. They really had fun. Um, But I don't know. So... I hope you enjoy it. This was the first broke as shit with Dave Mahogany. Clearly not my name. My name is Dave, but we'll just go with it. So broke as shit podcast. Um, if you have any questions or you want to tell me some of your broke stories, like some of the lowest points in your life or how you became, you know, super rich right off the bat, uh, you know, car wreck, stuff like that. Like if you got, if you got hit by a mail truck, I definitely want to hear it. And that's going to be broke as shit podcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks.